thanks so much for downloading The Ugly Truth today on the show. We're talking about spring and good teachers gone bad and Jessica Simpson and the UFC. All of this plus our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Shoplipandclip.com and enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? They're hormones. Giant greasy hormones. Paula? Was she missing her friend's six teeth? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 356. I don't know why I wasn't prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think my mouth is dry. But what? we are Sister Who Podcast. Yeah, I know. I need a drink of water. Sister Who Podcast. <laughs> is that us? Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to The Ugly Truth. I'm Jamie, and this is Paula, my sister. It is officially spring. So we've had the atrocious time change, and now spring has sprung. We had a tremendous hailstorm, and it's been kind of chilly. <laughs> so there you go, spring. Yeah, you know what? I was wearing shorts this morning with like a sweatshirt to take the Ew. kids to school. Yeah. Well, I just didn't. I mean, it's been kind of warm in the afternoon, so I didn't think it was cold. And then I went outside and I saw my breath, and my leg hair was just like, <laughs> and I was like, "Good lord!" First of all, it's a market improvement from pajama bottoms. So congratulations on Thank the you. transition to clothes that actually have buttons and zippers. I was this close to wearing my riding boots, but I was just like, "No." With I'll your sit. shorts, Jamie, I don't give a fuck. What are you? What are you? Five? I, I get out of the car. <laughs> Although Ryan said I almost killed us this morning. And I'm just like, Ryan, look, I'm like, if you don't zip past the slow pokes and then cut someone (laughs) off to get into the parking lot, you know, you'll be there for 15 minutes. It's every man for himself in this world. You have to take the chances when you can get them. I'm telling you, school traffic and the commute, school commute, it's... It's a It's bitch. like Lord of the Flies. It is. You and do what you gotta get do. get stuck behind someone who's going like 22 miles per hour and keeps right. breaking. And I'm like, why are you doing this? There's no one in front of you. Paula, I, you know, it was so funny. We went downtown the other night to meet some clients of Daryl's, mm-hmm. his wife and this guy. And he's just a really cool dude. So we went down and we met them for cocktails before they went off to see a show. Mm-hmm. And we were on our way there. And it was around the rush hour traffic. So we're on the freeway. And you know how much I love the way Daryl drives oh god paula i swear i have worn i have worn a hole on the passenger side carpet with my pretend brake a million times we should just get install like a a fake chicken brake just so you can like feel better about what you're doing it might be satisfying but anyway so what i do now is i do this thing where i'm i want to reach for i i put my hands up on the dash because i'm afraid i'm gonna hit i'm bracing for impact and he gets mm. so mad. He's like, I am not going to kill us. And I'm like, you say that, but I just know you're going to. And so I find, I literally have to turn my head and mutter under my breath. Why do I hate the way this man drives so much? <laughs> because he's accelerating when there's brake lights in front of us, which is my biggest pet peeve in the world. Accelerating when there's brake lights. Interesting. Well, he sees them and he thinks, here's the thing, is he, he, he thinks he's so good at driving and he's confident that he can go ahead and accelerate even when there's brake lights in front of us and then then quickly brake right before we plow into a truck in front of us. That is not the way I was taught to drive. No, Mis- no, we were both taught, all of us were taught to drive to look at the car in front of the car in front of us. If you can, Mr. Klaus, 
my science teacher at Casa Roble High School was my driving instructor, and he was a monster of a teacher. I mean, in a good way. He was the wrestling coach, plus he was the driver instructor. I don't know how that happened, but he was one of the best teachers ever. It's the gimme job. You know, if, if right. you're a coach of some sort, you're going to teach health and driving. Yeah, he taught science driver's ed and he was the varsity wrestling coach when I was at well obviously when I was a freshman and a sophomore I believe he was there even when I graduated so I don't know if he's there anymore but anyway he was very good he was like baptism by fire get in the car and we're driving down Sunrise Boulevard towards Rancho Cordova I'm like okay it was four o'clock in the afternoon my (gasps) first time behind the wheel and he goes we're gonna take this thing to the district gas station which is off of Winding Way which is where I live now, but it, it is a long drive from Orangevale, California. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's, like, it's okay. Not short. With three other people in the car because oh, there's other students, because some students driving us home. So we're driving in the car. Now, in the old days, he had a brake pad and a steering wheel on the driver's side or on the passenger side. Yeah. So should I lose it, he can take over. Right. But I didn't. And he's like, so I'm driving and I'm doing the 10 and 2 and I'm doing okay. And so he said, you are riding this person's bumper. You were going to plow into them one day because they're going to slam on their brakes and you're going to have zero time to stop. And I said, all right. He goes, when you see brake lights in front of you, you don't have to slam on your brakes, but take your foot off the gas, hug the brake. And if you need to tap it, just tap it. No big deal. And I said, all right. So I got all that. He yelled at me every time I rode somebody's ass. Jamie, you have been riding cars asses I know. for as long as I can remember. Not anymore. <laughs> and I've never rear-ended anyone, by the way, ever okay. in my life. The other thing that I've been really now, it's like second nature, is he put his clipboard in front of the mirror and he said, what kind of car is behind us? And I'm, and you know me, because I always do this, no matter where I've been, I just pull something out of my ass and I'm like, blue Honda Civic, blue Honda <laughs> is what I said. He said, really? He said, take a look. And he goes, what is it? I'm like, a white truck. <laughs> He's like, That's right. Always know what's behind you. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then, so I, shockingly, I passed. <laughs> I got my license on my 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Daryl was instructed to drive, but it was terrible. Whoever did it needs to be slapped because he does not know how to break behind cars he doesn't understand and i said you know what i would have been a great driving instructor he goes you would have been yelling at children you would have been terrible and i said i would have instructed a very good fleet of drivers if i had been an instructor and he's like i don't think so he goes you have you have no bedside manner and i said well here's an idea don't accelerate when you see traffic just it's ridiculous and why why Till the day I die. And so you know what my new thing is now when we bicker like that? I turn to whatever child's in, in distance and I said, this is what a happy marriage looks like. Take a note. And they're probably thinking like, don't involve me. Like, just leave me <laughs> exactly. alone. I know. And then they just get up and walk away. <laughs> it's like, this is a happy. I said, this is what happy married people argue about. Driving food that they purchase at the grocery store that's the wrong brand and not replacing the garbage bag when they dump the garbage. Yeah, that's it. A- that's it. That's a hot item in our house. Ugh. Yes. That is so funny. I don't know what it is with guys whenever they're driving, especially on the freeway. They think everything's a race. You know, like yeah, if, it's a a car a challenge. Pass, if a car passes them, they're like, oh, you want to go? You want to go? And yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, no, they don't 
don't want to go. They just want no to pass cares. you. Because you're no in the fast cares. lane going 70 miles an hour. It's and not fast you. enough. Yeah, you have to go 85. I've told Daryl that. I'm like, I don't really know why you're in the fast lane, but if you're going to go the legal limit, get over. Victor notoriously puts it on cruise control on like oh. 72 maybe in the That's fast lane. That's his chosen speed. And then he'll change lanes, let someone pass him, and then get back over. I'm like, Victor, if everyone's going to pass you, then just stay out of the fast lane. Just stay yeah. out. But Stop his offending ego, people. His ego will not let him drive in any other lane but the fast lane. So he's just going to be that asshole that we yes. all have to pass on the right to get past him and go, thanks, guy. Thanks for trying to instruct and, you know, teach us all a lesson about what speed we need to be in in the fast lane. No, he'll move over if like a car comes up behind him. Mm. But then as soon as the car passes, then he'll get back over. <laughs> I hate it, people like that so much. It makes no sense. I hate those drivers. And I tell him, I'm Why? like, would it would it kill you to be in the middle lane? Like, would it just kill you? He's would like, you yeah, but there's. Die? He's like, what if there's a slower car? And I'm just like, go around then them. you just go the way they around do. them. Just like all the fast drivers do when you're in the fast lane. Just do the same thing. It just <laughs> drives me nuts. I don't. What get is it. it? What is it about driving? What is it? I don't understand. You know what it is? I know what it is. It's a control thing. It's the same way I feel when I'm on a plane. I have no control over the situation. I'm putting my life into someone else's hands, even though I trust him implicitly. I am not the one in control. I trust, so therefore, I trust no one. <laughs> exactly. And so therefore, I feel like I have a right to say how this is going to go down because it's me yeah with it's driving driving i've kind of just given up airplanes mm. i just succumb that i'm gonna die so <laughs> well i think we all do isn't that pretty much what we do god especially now that they've grounded those freak like 787 yeah. or 737 whatever those plane max things are i'm like good I god know. Well, I mean, are you so, are you as such that you bring a Sharpie with you so you can write your social security number on your arm in case you go down? No, no, they'll DNA me. Perhaps I do They'll send mom or the kids my finger and... They can bury do dental that. records. They'll be like, oh, so did she have a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, was she missing her front six teeth? <laughs> yep, that's Paula. <laughs> oh, that's her. <laughs> so awful yeah, god that that would be uh pretty embarrassing actually oh yeah they'd be e i'd be easy to id though they'd be like oh yeah that's her all right yeah that's her <laughs> <laughs> did she have a lot of uh, narcotics in her system yep <laughs> alcohol and narcotics actually <laughs> did she did she have a copious amount of vicodin on her person mm -hmm. yes she did <laughs> That would be our Paula. You realize she was only flying to L.A. Yeah, we, we know. We, we know. <laughs> you just don't know. OK, so speaking of spring, we can talk about the school stuff in a minute, but we have to talk about Jessica Simpson. Oh, God. Yes. So this poor girl posted a photo of she had what we like to call in our family the look, which oh, means God. that she is overdue to have that baby. I appreciate the picture, but if it was me, <laughs> I don't know that I would have allowed it. I don't know, Paula, because you're a lot like Jessica Simpson. She has no shame. She it's will show true. off any part of her bod. She doesn't care. She's like, look, I'm cute. She's beautiful. Well, she beautiful is, woman. but, you know, her hair was just a mess, and she yes. wasn't smiling. Her lips were <laughs> sagging, you know, yeah. and she was just, she just looked huge. And She was huge. I mean, 
it looked like her spine was just bending, you know? Well, there's a reason. And I think the reason that the photo was taken is they were probably en route to the hospital because she had the baby yesterday. Well, she had a cesarean. Yes. Because at she first had no I was, choice. Yeah. At the first thing I was wasn't coming out. At first I was thinking, I'm like, there's no way she pushed it. Because the baby was oh God, no. 10 pounds, 13 ounces. That is a tremendous That's child. almost 11 pound baby. It's basically 11 pounds. And I'm just like, there's Basically. no way that that would have, I mean, if it had come out that way. I can attest to having to birth a baby that was nearly 10 pounds. Malia was nine pounds, 13 ounces. I vaginally delivered that child and my doctor came in and said, let's never do that again. Well, I, I said, would think so. Noted. He's like, I don't think you should have any more children. <laughs> She almost killed me. It was huge. So, yes, when I saw that, that Jessica had her baby and it was 11 pounder, I knew immediately that it was a, cis- a cesarean. And there is no way in hell that she wasn't overdue. No way. She had to have been. She looked beyond nine months. I mean, she was really overbaked. Like her boobs were so large, like they Ugh. weren't even like sexy. They the were misery. Just, I mean, really, they were just like they looked like I don't even know how to describe. They were mammaries. They, they were, were full on mammaries. They reminded me of like the old cartoons where they were carrying money sacks out of the bank. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's kind of what they looked like in a bikini top. You know, and when a woman is that pregnant, all you can do is have sympathy, especially if you've been there. It is miserable at that le- at that phase of mm-hmm. life where you're just like, get out of my body. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it takes. Malia was a, was two almost two weeks late, yeah. and I remember going, "What are we waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we waiting for? I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I just let's get to the let's get to the part where she comes out and we can move on with our lives because I'm over it." And I yeah. can't believe they waited as long as they did for her to deliver. Yeah, you know, they must have, everything must have been okay. So mm-hmm. they probably yeah. just didn't want to rush, or maybe she didn't want to rush it. Who knows? I doubt it. I just knew that when Malia was being delivered and she had Daryl's head, I was like, oh, this is going to be a blast. See, you would think that Malia would have been small because Daryl's no. not a big guy. He has a huge head. He does, huh? Huge. And I always tell him, like, your head is big. He's like, I know. God. (laughs) It's just full of brain. Uh, I suppose. Anyway. All right. So congratulations, Jessica and uh, your fam. I'm glad the baby's finally here. And could you please just maybe think about being done i think she's <laughs> i think she done. said that i think she said this is it <laughs> she's well, like she's, i it. think she's like 37 isn't she yeah yes yeah i yes. don't think she would want to do anymore i love her so bad I she's like too. one of my most favorite people uh, it, that are celeb the celeb world i just adore her i love everything she does i think it's amazing and i love how she has such a good sense of humor about it all I you really know do. she's gonna probably totally get that mommy makeover and she get better nipped and tucked and tightened and everything hell yeah i would if i were her well i mean her whole stomach i mean it was Mm -hmm. just it looked like she had three in there i actually expected them to say surprise twins yeah no didn't happen okay here's another surprise your uh beloved good old boy tj dillashaw is a shameful shameful athlete I don't want to talk about it. Really? Because I want to talk about it. You and all of your shit talk about John Jones and everybody else. And now he's just as bad as everyone else. Okay. Not just as bad. This is like the first offense. 
Yes, and when, when John Jones had his first adventure, oh, fuck that guy. He's a loser. <laughs> He's a bad guy. He's a bad person, Jamie. He's a bad person. Well, he also crashed into the car of a pregnant woman and then ran off. <laughs> Not the so, first time. Not the first time. Okay. The third time? <laughs> Second. But I, you know what? They aren't releasing the details yet nope. of what exactly he popped for. So... I'll be well, curious. And you know what the stupidest part is? This is the mm. stupidest part. He lost the fight in 32 seconds. So whatever he got popped for did him no favors. <laughs> I know. It's not like he won the belt from Henry Cejudo. The only thing I can think of is he was going on and on and on about how easy it was to get to 125 and it was no big deal. And he was actually underweight and he felt amazing and he felt so good. And I'm like... Yeah, well, there must have been a reason why it was so easy and why you feel so good. He didn't look good, but I mean, you know, fight wise, something went wrong. I wonder if like diet pills count as something or. Oh, it's an amphetamine. I'm sure. I'm absolutely. Listen, they popped John Jones for amphetamines. I wouldn't be surprised in the least if he was taking some kind of quote unquote supplement that had taurine or something in it that you're Uh not allowed to have. And uh, I mean, but suspension for a year and 10,000 bucks and he had to give up his belt. That's a lot. That's yeah. a big, big infraction. Well, a whole year suspension, but that's mm-hmm. in New York. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. But giving up your belt, Paula, that's a I mean, he wasn't even that's defending that belt. Yeah. Well, he did that on his own. I don't know if him and Dana had a conversation and he said, just do it. Or if he just decided to go ahead and do it or because um, it was going to be inevitable or I don't know what the, the deal was. I think it was in fact, what was funny is even the New York uh, Athletic Commission said we weren't really prepared to announce anything until we had all the findings mm-hmm. because we want to say, you know, innocent until proven guilty. We just knew that it popped and we were just going to do more research. But he obviously knew he was going to get popped. And didn't think twice about it. And so, you know, Dana or whatever, their PR people or whoever just said, he's going to lose the belt. He's going to be suspended. Let's just cut. Let's just cut it off the pass. So we have some control over the uh, verbiage. And yeah. what's hilarious, everybody is just like, so Cody Garibrandt was right about you. Interesting. Because he's been telling people for a long time that TJ had been illegal. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of the UFC, Mm. I have a bone to pick with them, as does producer Dub, I hear. Yes. So UFC, starting January 1st, contracted with ESPN. And what they devised was a channel called ESPN One Plus. Right. And that channel will show all of the like free fights or premium fights, not necessarily pay-per-views, but premium fights. Right. And so to get that channel, it would cost you five four ninety nine a month or five ninety nine a month. I can't remember. And so it's, it's five bucks a month. It was five bucks a month. Yeah. It was irritating because before when it was on FS one, all of that stuff was free. And so it's just like, God, this is stupid. So Nobody really subscribed because they're just like, ah, F it. You know, the really only thing I like to watch is the pay-per-view. I mean, some people did subscribe, but most people probably didn't. They're just right, like, I'm right. not, not going to give it to the man. Fast forward to this week, UFC makes an announcement saying the only way you can watch pay-per-views is if you are a subscriber to the channel. And I'm like, and you still have to pay for the pay-per-view. So now not only do you have to pay five bucks a month, you also have to pay the $65 to watch the pay-per-view. 
Right. And I'm just like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. That makes me angry. First of all, I agree in the sense that fans like us, where we will, based on who's who's on the card, we will purchase a pay-per-view and enjoy it. But they've even changed the pay-per-views. Like, it used to be you would buy the pay-per-view. It would be like an eight-hour session, and you could watch the weigh-ins, all the promo stuff, all the way to the 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 pre-card stuff where there was like three people in the audience, mm-hmm. all the way to the, the the main headliner. Now, when you get it, you don't get any of the pre-card stuff. You've got to watch that on like Fox One or FS One or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you only get what's on the card. And then once it's over, it's over. You used to even be able to watch the presser. But now that's all gone. They don't show the weigh-ins anywhere on cable. Now you have to subscribe to the YouTube channel or whatever. And that's fine. It's just that you could see that they were slowly starting to take away content because they were getting sponsors and they were going to try to find a way to make as much money as possible. I mean, the weigh-ins aren't even live anymore, which is sucky. Right. I know. And so the ESPN Plus thing happened and it's like, okay... So unfortunately, now we're not, there's no such thing as quote unquote free fight nights anymore. Now you have to subscribe to get those. And then I'm not surprised that they put the pay-per-views on ESPN Plus, but I expected that if you subscribed, you would just get them. No. But no. So now it's basically a sports package that you buy. From what I read, because Daryl was reading about it, and it says if you do an annual subscription to ESPN Plus, they are reducing it. It's like 70 bucks for the year and then pay-per-views are like, and then I think you get one free pay-per-view and then the rest of them are like 50 bucks. So they're doing a reduced thing. And I said, yeah, what they're doing is they're saying, do the 70 bucks, get a free pay-per-view. And then when it renews in January, you'll completely forget about it. So you'll just always do it. You know what I mean? You'll, You'll always go, oh, shoot, that's right. I forgot I did that. So that's how they're sucking you in is by giving you a reduced rate. But I'm a little irritated. So Daryl's like, that's it. I'm getting an illegal box. I'm like, you will do no such thing. He's like, I, I he's like, this is ridiculous. And I go, well, we're not subscribing to ESPN Plus. It's not happening. So, I mean, we would have to be incredibly desperate to watch a pay-per-view. But I told Daryl, I said, here's the thing. I think it's pretty obvious that the pay-per-views, they raise the price 10 bucks and I think that subscriptions are down. I don't think people were doing it anymore. They have one John Jones, one Diaz brother, and Conor McGregor, who hasn't fought in almost two years. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like, there's nothing to watch. Cormier's retired. Iceman is gone. GSP. Spider Silva is gone. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no superstars anymore. They're all gone. So it's like, there's right. no one to root for. There's no big promo to, you know, there's nothing to promote. There's only one Ronda Rousey and she's gone. Oh, she's and she's gone. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, people love to hate her, but they people watched her and now yeah, she's gone. Yeah. And, you know, Holly Holm is nobody. You know, Misha Tate retired. I mean, there's nothing. You have to be a diehard MMA fan to do all of this. And I'm sure that they're there. Maybe we're in the minority. We're like, fuck all of this. We're not paying this. Well, and that's the problem is, is that Mm -hmm. there was one fight one night. I literally called like five places. No one was playing the fight. Paula, you and I were in Vegas and we couldn't find it. That's right. We We literally watched Cormier win on my phone on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> on a lot on an illegal feed right. in our fancy Las Vegas suite, sitting on the bed, watching it on my little phone illegally on Twitter. That's how we watched it. 
Yeah, that's right. Vegas! about that. It yeah, was insane. It was rid- I'm like, we are at the Aria. You guys don't have a sports bar that's playing this? All I know is that I feel like they're in some kind of transitional period and that we just have to kind of wait and see how it all shakes out. No one likes change. No one likes to pay and pay and pay. But at some point, I think it will settle into something that feels comfortable. I just don't know what that is yet. I know that I'm not going to subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. But other than that, I mean, I'm sure there will we will find a way. So, and that's not le- not not illegal. Hopefully, I know. I I can't. I told Daryl. I said you you're going to go Ill, the illegal route. I don't believe it. You are such a rule follower. There's no way he would be so he'd be sweating constantly thinking we were going to get nailed for illegal streaming. I don't even know what it is. Some kind of black box or something. I don't have no it's idea. The, I'm probably sure the same black box that's been out for like, you know, 40 years. Maybe. But, you know, Joe's like, it's not like the old days where you put a tin can on your roof to steal someone's cable. And I'm like, I don't care who put a tin can on their roof. Dad never had a tin can on our roof. No, dad actually purchased cable. Shockingly. No, dad had a black box. Not when we first moved to Sacramento. He actually purchased HBO. <laughs> he actually purchased it. So he actually purchased Playboy? Yes. That's legally. disgusting. That's gross. <sighs> well, yes, it is, of course. I know. Our dad is gross. I yes. Just... <laughs> the man with no morals paid honestly for cable. Who knew? Everybody oh, really? has their line in the sand, apparently. Apparently so. Speaking of lines in the sand, before we move on to our ugly and awkward moments of the week, really quick, you want to talk about teachers. I did, too, because I read an article a couple of um, almost a month ago that they are considering removing animal dissections in school. What? That's the big beef right now is animal dissections. Yes, because it's traumatizing. And it's apparently, uh, and PETA, of course, is all about this. It's cruel and unusual. And I'm like, they're dead. These animals are dead. What does it matter? I remember, I don't think you did this because I'm I'm older than you. Uh I was able to dissect a shark in in sixth grade. And it was a huge deal because the sharks would come. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about that personally, but we had like six sharks, six tiny sharks came and we we dissected them and we looked at everything because they have big livers and all that stuff. And their skin is so thick. Yeah. When you open it, you know, it's really interesting. And every boy put himself into a lottery to try to get the jaws because everybody wanted the shark jaws. That was the oh, biggest, that was okay. the big like carrot dangle. It's like, if you do this, then you can enter to win one of the jaws. And then what they did is they would boil it and bleach it so that you had like a perfectly round set of shark jaws. Interesting. And back then, you know, jaws had only been out for like a few years. True. So it was a, it was a really big deal. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I remember doing that. And now I, now looking back, it's like, well, we probably shouldn't be killing sharks to do this. How big were they? Were they just like baby sharks or were they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do baby sharks have full sets of teeth? I don't know, really know anything about sharks. I mean, other than like when I see shark week and like the great, the great whites. And yeah, I would say they were like two or three feet long. They They were pretty big. Small. But I did do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I found it very interesting. And then I don't know. The only thing huh? we dissected was in like fifth or sixth grade was a squid. Really? Maybe they maybe they transitioned from shark to squid. There's nothing in a squid. It's just white. <laughs> it's just 
snot. It's just white with like, you know, a vertebrae. And then you use that to poke an ink sack. Right. And then you had to write your name with it. And that's how you passed. I mean, oh, was, God, that's interesting. And then dumb. middle school is where it got literally interesting. You would dissect worms, cow eyeballs. Uh, you would have to bring a chicken wing and dissect the chicken wing. What else? Oh, and then, of course, in seventh grade, I dissected a frog. See, I didn't have life science. I had geology. So I had to look at rocks and mountains. That's too bad. It was boring. Yeah. And I remember the frogs, you know, and the thing is, is that if you were if you were lucky, you didn't have a pre-dissected frog. So you had to start from scratch, which I did. One one time I had one with eggs. Eggs in it. So it was obviously a pregnant female. But I found it fascinating i really did i didn't think of it as cruel or scary or gross in fact i don't recall anyone in our class not wanting to do it but you probably the way it's presented yeah it's like okay this is what we're doing we had to wear gloves and we had little glasses you know little you know things on so we didn't get anything gross in our eye Mm -hmm. the smell of formaldehyde was very strong (laughs) <laughs> and we got to use exacto knives and stuff. Yeah. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it personally. And I, it's like a rite of passage. Right. I think. I mean, is it? Um, I guess maybe we're alone because. I think your generation got to do more things than my generation did. I agree. And now Malia might be one of the last classes to have been given the opportunity to dissect cats. Whoa, a cat? Yes, so they have, uh, it's a, it's the final uh, section. Actually, they do it, they start like in the winter and then they end it in the spring. And they have cats that, that come, uh, they're obviously dead, and they have to drain them of their fluids because of all the embalming fluid and stuff. Yeah. So they have to drain them of all that. And then uh, they, you know, because it's morbid and, and life, it's a coping mechanism, they name them. Oh, and they try to get okay. they try to they try to avoid the color of animal of that they have at home <laughs> so they don't feel like they're dissecting their own pet. What did Malia name her cat? I think she named it uh, Marie because it was oh. white. Oh, and okay. so but she you know, you partner up and she said we actually had one of the smallest cats in, in the room. And so it was much more difficult yeah. because she was, it was a small cat. And I go, well, did you find out where these things come from? She goes, well, I mean, these are the ones that are put down you know, wherever. And it's, but the thing is to me, it's a part of life. It is the reality of overpopulated, you know, animal worlds. You know, it is, instead of just throwing them away, isn't it nice that they can be used for science and for learning? Sure. I mean, a lot of people donate their bodies to science and that's how medical students learn. I've dissected human brains. I've dissected a heart. How how did you get your hands on all this stuff? College. Jeez. College biology. I really wanted to be in the medical field. And Maybe so I, I took a lot of biology classes. Yeah. Yeah, you should. But I found it fascinating. I never found it gross or it disrespectful. But now there's all these people who are saying it's traumatic and they shouldn't have to do it. And it's mean and cruel. And I'm like, they're dead. I'm sure there's waiver forms that you know, if they feel like their student can't handle something like that, then they can, you know, just go sit in the library while yes. they're doing the course. Yes. Just like with sex ed, you know, if they so can't the- see a penis, then <laughs> right. you can go look at the right. library. Go look at one in the library, I guess. Now yeah. there's, you know, there's digital options and things like that. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But if you want to get your hands dirty, you should be allowed. 
Mm-hmm. Don't take it away just because a couple of people are sensitive. Exactly. It's like, when did that happen? Sign the waiver and do the digital oh, and let everybody else. if one person, you know, yeah. says a peep, then suddenly it, 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 it represents everyone. Which it doesn't. No. All right. And so speaking of the bad representing everyone, you wanted to talk about a teacher. And I read this briefly. Okay. This is just the icing on top of the cake. I have noticed within, I would say the last three to five years, there has been an upswing. Teachers, and I would say they are all under the age of 30. They could be teachers. They could be like aides, like yard duties, or, you know, PE teachers, or maybe like coaches on like uh, recreational teams or things like that. But traditionally under the age of 30, and they are having relationships with teenagers and and by teenagers i mean like 13 to 16 perhaps it is a strange phenomenon and it keeps happening do you think we're just we're just more uh we just have the news available to us more and that it's been happening forever i don't really know but i mean part of me like initially and i i know this is very archaic of me to think this way I'm just like, well, maybe they just shouldn't allow teachers under the age of 30 to be teachers. And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's stupid. Because if someone Mm. wants to be disgusting and pedophilic, then they're they're going to find a 13 year old, whether they're, you know, 25 or 65, you know, it's going to happen. I'm like, so that's that's dumb. But I, I think about this and I'm like, you know what? Imagine being, you know, like an English teacher and you're like 24 And you're like an attractive, you know, blonde female and you're teaching like senior English. Right. Like, isn't that just a recipe for disaster? For people who have no boundaries. Yes. I mean. But I mean, if but if you're. I mean, you could very well be teaching grown men. I mean, see, that's the that's the difference between a child and an adult who who has their right mind. Inappropriate behavior it's just like with anything. Mm-hmm. I, I was just talking about this with someone. It's like, you know, when you're with someone and they are trying desperately to control you and they use all their tricks and mm-hmm. then you're and you're not it's you absolutely refuse to do it. And then they get physical because they they have you've, they crossed a line. Mm-hmm. A decent human being never even considers crossing that line. Right. Ever. So a, a teacher who or a, a person who's in education, who has normal morals about children and their job, they're never going to cross the line, no matter how gorgeous they are, man or woman. No, it doesn't matter. True. I can't even fathom a cute 18 year old boy approaching me when I was 24 and me ever being tempted like ever. It, right. It's disgusting to me. I'm like, I am getting paid. This is my job. I have a boss two doors down. Sit down. Right. You know? Well, and that's the other thing is, is that, you know, and in most instances, they are not 18. They are, you know, know. usually like 13 13 to 16, let's say. Right, right. And I just, I can't comprehend what, why these people, I mean, I guess, (laughs) do you think they purposely got into education to fulfill this sick desire that they have to be around these people people don't shock me anymore and so yes i would it takes it takes two years to become an educator i mean it takes nothing 
you know i mean good educators it they have far more education but in reality you can become a certified substitute teacher in no time and although you have to pass background checks it's not like they do a psycho psych evaluation on them you know they just say okay good luck and then you there you are there you go and some people don't get into education for the right reasons obviously but you can say that about pretty much any <laughs> pretty any job yeah. any career path so it is unfortunate. I think that this is something that has always been going on, and we just have the privilege of being inundated with news from every True. corner of the world. Because, I mean, even when I was a kid, I remember a teacher or a coach getting arrested for being inappropriate with a 14-year-old, and that, that was in the late 70s, early 80s. I remember know? teachers flirting with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't uncommon. No. You know, like if you were just a super friendly student and, you know, us by nature, we're always flirty people. Right. That, you know, if they were a middle aged, pot bellied man, <laughs> you know, it, right. it stroked their ego. It, well, know? that is true. It is That is true. Absolutely. So I know a lot of amazing educators. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I think that those pervs are in the minority. I mean, I realize that these hot teachers who are having sex with 14 and 15 year old boys, it's hard for people to say they're just as bad as the men who do it. But ultimately, I think it's inappropriate all the way around. It's I mean, gross. Yeah, it is gross. I mean, like, why would a woman be attracted to a 15-year-old? That's, I mean, have you ever seen a 15-year-old? They're not attractive. They're pubescent. We love I them mean, because we make them. But I mean, the idea of them that some grown woman would want to have sex with one is like, what is wrong with you? They're not sexual beings, you know? I they're mean, just, hormones. Giant, greasy hormones. They're just overgrown children at that point. You yes. Know? It's they just, may look adult, but they are not adult. And then the other thing about teachers is what I'm failing to understand is... Why are we reverting back to certain behaviors that just don't make sense? Like there was a teacher recently, it was Ash Wednesday, and she made a student wipe his cross off his forehead. Yeah, I, I read about that. I don't remember why she did that. I don't either. But it's just like, are you that uneducated about life that you would make yeah. someone wipe Ash? And then this is the one that just it really made my blood boil. I, I don't even understand the reasoning, but apparently, and this was, I don't know if this was at a daycare center or if it was like a pre-K class, but apparently if the kids got in trouble, they had to go stand in a closet naked. That uh, teacher would be a stain. There'd I, be nothing left. I, if I ever found that out, I would literally haul off and murder them. I, literally murder them. I said they would be buried in the desert somewhere. Oh my God. Like they would be coyote food and the thing is if you do that to multiple children you've got a lot of alibis who would assist i who, mean really what kind of thinking is that it perverted disgusting, disgusting perverted i can't even with those with i just yes and you know what's really unfortunate to bring it full circle is that there are so many brilliant educators and teachers who are doing leaps and bounds for children in this country that we never talk about it because we hear about this right never it's and i true. hate it i hate i it. know i kind of feel like teachers are kind of getting a bad rap lately so 
Anyways. All right. So enough of, enough of talking shit about teachers. It's time to go to our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Do you have one? I am pulling one from the archives. The files? Okay. I don't even know how it came up. Olivia, well, I, I think what happened was, is Olivia, she's lost her, um, not her canines, but the little teeth next to the big teeth. Yes. And as you know, in our family, it is hereditary for some of us to be missing those teeth. Yes. Victor has concerns that she might have that problem. Now, I told him the last time I took them to the dentist, they didn't mention anything. She had x-rays done. You know, they said everything looked fine, but they just have yet to grow in. And it's been a couple months. Yes. And so we were talking about teeth and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, all mine are fake. And, you know, because of that problem, blah, blah, blah. And so Victor said... When I was in the middle of getting my teeth fixed, I used to have this retainer and on oh, the yeah. and on the retainer was two little fake teeth. Oh my god, I remember. Until I got my bridge done. And so one time I was at work when I was an HR manager for a television station and, <laughs> and one of my teeth fell off. So Oh I I called him in a panic and I'm just like, what if my teeth fell off? But it was like really late in the afternoon. So, oh my God. So I only had like a half an hour left before I left work. When I got home that night, he super glued my tooth back on the retainer. That's awful. <laughs> but it didn't like super glue correctly. So it kind of like stuck out a little bit. Of course. <laughs> Oh, Paula. So you look like Jewel. <laughs> it was, yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> so anyways, it was just nightmarish. Yes, that is nightmarish. Did you ever, I assume you went and got it fixed. Well, I finally got them fixed actually when he was in Iraq because it, it cost like almost $12,000 to get my teeth done. And that was with insurance. Wow. But I mean, insurance has those maximums where they will only cover up to like $3,000 right. or something. Right. And then you have to pay everything else out of pocket. Right. So getting your teeth done is not cheap. No, I, I can attest to that. It, this was a long time ago when our kids were still swimming on the swim team. There was a woman and she was she was talking to me and then all of a sudden her front tooth <laughs> fell out right in front of me. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what happened? She goes, my tooth just fell out. And I'm like, like your real tooth? She goes, no, it's fake. It just fell out of my bridge. And I was like, holy crap. She looked like a hockey player. And I said, <laughs> maybe you could put, like, can you super glue? She goes, I got to find my husband. <laughs> so she was holding it with her with her finger. And I said, I don't think you walk around like that all day. She goes, well, I can't walk around with this giant missing tooth. And I said, I know. So she actually ended up super gluing it back into the bridge. And then she had to go and get a whole new bridge was crazy well they say bridges only last like up to 10 10 years yeah 10 years and i am about due for a new one and i i am having like some sliding oh god paula get it well i mean it's not like it's falling out but i can start to see like the (laughs) when you start going hi jamie how are you i don't know (laughs) i can start seeing like 
the metal part. Oh, yeah. So it's at time, the to top. It, time to get so. it updated. Okay, so here's mine. This is not from the files. This happened just the other day. We, we finally got a sunny day. It had been raining for like a month. Mm-hmm. And we got a warm, sunny day. And I was, I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'm better now. But at the time, it was like a, well, not even five days ago. And so last weekend, and I go out to my upper deck. And I'm like, Oh, my God, it's warm. There's no wind. It's sun. And it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I sat down in my little arid dawn deck chair, however you say that. Mm-hmm. I was not dead asleep, but I was kind of in like this daydreamy, weird phase of sleep. Apparently, I opened my mouth. I was so resting that my mouth opened and something flew in. Oh, God. And I woke up. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, what was it? Oh, I assume it was like a little gnat or something. And it just flew in and out. But it woke me up out of a dead sleep. And my mouth felt like the, just the Sahara. Oh, I hate been that. Open. I'm all, I can't fail. God, I was like, that's I hate it. that. I came inside. I was like, oh, my God. And I said, I fell asleep out in the sun. He goes, oh, that's so great. And I said, with my mouth open. <laughs> I go, but I'm not going to tell you anymore because I'm going to talk about it on the show. Oh, my God. <sighs> God, it was so awkward. I hate that. My mouth gets so freaking dry. I feel like my tongue is like a lizard rolling around in it. <laughs> Maybe it is. Probably anyway, is something yeah. weird. It is a weird worm. Anyway, okay, we're done. We have to wrap it up. We are all done for today. So I hope you have a good Sunday and uh, do some shopping on Amazon. Go to UglyTruth.com and click on the Amazon button. And also be sure to do some shopping on our LipAndClip.com button. And I think that's everything. So have a fabulous Sunday and the first part of your week. And we will see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.